in the opening verses the scene of Qiyamat, the last day. إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا One is the day of Qiyamat, this will happen. And to some lesser degree, it will happen even before, where the earth will be shaken violently. The intensity at which it will happen on the day of Qiyamat is beyond every other earthquake that will take place, every other shaking of the earth that will ever happen. The day of Qiyamat, when it will happen, then everything will be flattened. Nothing will remain on the earth. The tallest buildings, all these skyscrapers, all the various things that we see around us, everything will be flattened. Nothing will remain. And even before Allah Ta'ala gives these samples, these little reminders that this will happen one day. So that is what is being described. When the earth will be shaken violently. When it will happen on the day of Qiyamah, then it will be too late for anything else to now be done. Then the respite is over. Now the person who has not already accepted Iman is too late for him to accept Iman. The person who had not acquired any righteous deeds is too late for him to do anything. Or the time is gone. So Allah Ta'ala gives reminders from time to time that this will happen one day. Before that, take heed. Allah Ta'ala save us. Many a times when these type of situations occur, earthquakes, other what we call and what is generally referred to as natural disasters. They call it natural disasters because science fails. They may just try and put some kind of theory together that why it happened perhaps. But they are at a total loss as to how to make sure it doesn't happen or what can save one if it does happen or why did that theory that they give put together that this happened and that happened, why did those things happen in the first place? So all this is just theory that they put up together just to try and appease themselves that they know what's happening. But many a time, they would also admit, we have no idea. So this shaking of the earth, when it will happen on the day of Qiyamah, it's too late. But many a times we see that when it happens around then people suddenly now start taking heed. People start becoming conscious of deen. People start coming back to the masjid. People start making tawbah from their sins. But then after a while, shaitan starts coming back. And all the pleasures that a person made with Allah Ta'ala, he forgets everything. So this is not the way it should be. These reminders don't come just for the people where it occurred. It comes for the entire dunya. Allah Ta'ala says, إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا وَأَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَثْقَالَهَا And when the earth will throw out its burden, it will bring out its burden. What is this referring to? According to one explanation, in the light of certain ahadith, that this is referring to when the trumpet will be blown for the second time. And all those who are now in their graves, they will also come out of their graves. And the accountability will start. The day of Qiyamah will come now. And people have to account for their deeds. So this will happen. This will happen on the day of Qiyamah. 
every person now will have to come in front of Allah Taala and account for his deeds. And it will be such a difficult day that people will be drowning in their own perspiration. They will run around finally from one Nabi to the next. Please intercede on our behalf. For what? Just that the accountability must start. Even if after that it means that we end up in Jahannam, Nauzubillah, but at least this starts. They will be so terrified and so bewildered by the situation, yet they would not realize that Jahannam is worse. But just to get out of this situation, they'll say, let it start. Though there will be those special people who will be granted the shade of the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala on that day, those who were truly the servants of Allah Ta'ala. So in any case, this will happen on the day of Qiyamah. But even before Qiyamah, according to one hadith, what this refers to is that the earth will throw up aflaza kabidiha. Before Qiyamah, this will happen, that the earth will shake, and all the things that are hidden in the bowels of the earth, all the gold and the diamonds and the silver and the jewels and whatever else, Everything will now be lying on the surface. And people walk past it because now there's no value for it. Every way is the same thing. It's like rock. Who picks up a rock and walks around? If somebody starts collecting rocks, people will make an emergency appointment for him. So these things will be lying around like that, everywhere. And then a person's eyes will open up. In the Hadith Sharif it comes, Yaji'ul Qatil. فَيَقُولُ فِي هَذَا قَتَلْتُ some person who committed murder as a result of the greed of wealth, he'll come and look at this, I killed somebody for this, this which is lying around like stone today. The person who had cut off family ties because of wealth, he will walk past and he will look at it and say, For this, I cut off family ties? that I sacrificed human relationships for this dead thing, for this lifeless thing. It's lying around just like this, worthless, nobody wants to look at it too. For this I did this such a great misdeed. And the person who stole, and he will pass by, and he will say, My hand got cut for this. This worthless thing is lying around like this. Nobody wants to even touch it. And I gave my hand away as a result of this. So then the realities will open out. Here at this moment in time, the test is still on. But before Qiyamah, the curtains will be lifted. The veils will be unveiled. And now a person will see what the reality is, how worthless these things are. And for what a person gives his life, he is prepared to do anything, prepared to kill, prepared to cut family ties, prepared to lie, prepared to do anything. It's in order to increase that balance of his. To cheat, to defraud, anything under the sun is ready for it. <coughs> Whereas the day of, before the Qiyamah already, while still a person is in dunya, those at that time will see the reality in front of them. أَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَثْقَالَهَا Then further Allah says, وَقَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا لَهَا When this will shake violently, this insan will be astonished. He'll say, what happened to this earth? Why is it shaking like this? And according to some Mufassirin, this is actually linked to the ayat after it. 
يَوْمَ إِذِنْ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا That on the day when this earth will start speaking, that's a time when this insan in bewilderment will say, what has happened to this earth? I thought it was lifeless. I thought that this earth was totally dumb. Whereas in the Hadith Sharif it comes, that guard yourself from the land, from the earth. Be careful about the earth. Guard yourself. Because there isn't any act that a person will do, good or bad, but this earth will spy regarding him. That a person is worried about spies, the biggest spy is the earth. The earth that he walks on, that is the biggest spy. But it will start spying on the day of Qiyamah. It's recording now, recording everything. That is why Imam Nawi, where he, after the hadith, where it is mentioned that even the earth will testify on the day of Qiyamah. Say that a person made a mistake somewhere. At some point on the earth, he cast some haram glance, for example. Or he did some other wrong, some haram. Then at that same spot, try and make istighfar as well. At that spot of the earth, make istighfar and tawbah. That on the day of Qiyamah, when this earth will testify that on me this person committed this sin, that same spot of earth will testify that he also made his tikhfar, but he also repented sincerely. So it balances off. So the earth will also bear testimony against him on the day of Qiyamah. يَوْمَ إِذِنْ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا What was done on me? What did a person walk on me and do? What he was looking at while sitting on me? What other things that he was up to, everything the earth will speak about. And on that day, everything will speak. الْيَوْمَ نَخْتِمُ عَلَىٰ أَفْوَاهِهِمْ وَتُكَلِّمُنَا أَيْدِيهِمْ وَتَشْهَدُ أَرْدُهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, we will seal their mouths. Not because Allah Ta'ala won't make the mouth speak, but the time will come when even the mouth will speak. And it will speak what is the reality. But for a while, even the mouth will be sealed, and the hands will speak, and the legs will testify where it was made to walk and go to. And a person will even now be bewildered that even his skin will speak. And he will now ask his own self, his skin, Why did you testify against me? Allah Ta'ala made us speak. Every limb will say, Allah Ta'ala made us speak. That Rabb which made everything speak today, that Allah made us speak also. So what that skin touched? What haram it touched? What that eye looked at? What those ears listened to? What that tongue spoke? What that heart fantasized? Everything will speak. أَنْتَقَنَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي أَنْتَقَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ Allah Ta'ala is reminding us of this. This will happen. The day of Qiyamah is coming. And when our Qiyamah comes, man mata faqad qamat Qiyamatuhu. When a person passes away, his Qiyamah has come already. The major Qiyamah will still come. But when a person has left the world, his Qiyamah started. When our Qiyamah starts, we really don't know anytime. So, وَقَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا لَهَا يَوْمَ إِذِنْ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ أَوْ حَالَهَا He'll say, my Rabb asked me to speak. I got no choice in this. It's Allah Ta'ala's command. 
یوم عیدی یس در الناس اشتاط الیورو اعمالهم then the day of qiyamah will start every person will have to come now and face his deeds the good deeds that will be present and the evil deeds which he did not repent from did not make sincere tawbah from that will be present faman ya'mal mithqala dharratin khayran yarah faman ya'mal mithqala dharratin sharran yarah allah taala says that the person who has done any good to the extent of a mustard seed he'll see it and a person who's done an evil to the extent of a mustard seed then he'll have to face that also if he did not repent from it what the message is being given that don't regard any good deed as trivial because that too will be rewarded on that day and don't regard any evil deed as trivial because that too will be something you will have to account for on that day in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that there was a person a woman in the bani israil very well known hadith that she was a very immoral woman who used to sell herself she was passing by this well and this dog was at the edge of the well and dying out of thirst but he could not reach the water so she took pity on this dog lowered her sock tied it to her scarf and lowered her sock and pulled out some water and fed that dog allah taala forgave her on this now outwardly it seemed like a very trivial deed but nobody knows when is that moment of acceptance this is not the rule this is not the rule that a person just does one good thing and everything else doesn't matter what he does this is not the rule the rule is that the person has to do all the right things refrain from all the wrong and when he continues like this whatever then mistakes he made by chance he slipped up somewhere allah taala will forgive him but he continued doing all the good and refrain from the haram but there are some exceptions that some special moment of acceptance comes or that was done with such deep ikhlas allah taala accepted that and it became weighty on everything else but the point is that that action seemed minor but it earned the person jannat and on the other side there was a woman who was very pious she had a cat and she tied the cat she didn't allow it free to go and find its own food and she didn't feed it herself either fi hirratin rabatatha she tied this cat neither is she feeding it she's not even allowing it to go freely to find its own food as a result she ended up in jahannam she thought well i'm performing my salah i'm fasting i'm making tilawat of the quran sharif i'm doing so many righteous deeds i'm doing everything that is good this one cat little cat here what difference it makes whereas that was not little in the sight of allah taala imagine this was zulm zulm on an animal despite all the righteous deeds but that zulm became a means of her ending up in jahannam as a result of iman as a result of the good deeds she will inshallah one day get to jannah certainly but this journey through jahannam happened as a result of this one deed 
Imagine zulm on an animal resulted in this. What will be the case then with zulm on insan? When an animal is oppressed, then this is the end result. When insan, there will be zulm on some human being, then what? Whereas this is sometimes the area that we lack most and we are least concerned about. Many a times, the month of Ramadan comes, other times come, or some person goes out in Jamaat, or he goes into some righteous company, he becomes inspired to now change his life. Alhamdulillah, excellent. Who can ever downplay that in any way? But together with that, we fail to rectify our lives in terms of the hukuk of people, the rights of people. And especially those who are immediately around us, our parents. I imagine the oppression to an animal, this is a end result of it. What would be the end result of oppression to one's parents? Which is a sad situation that every now and again that will be the cry of the moment somebody will be calling that this is how the person is treated by his own children. What will be the end result of oppression to one's wife, upon one's wife? But this is something people seldom give a second thought to. People make the statement, I'm the king of my house. So everybody else is my slave. But that tantamounts often the way we conduct ourselves, tantamounts to zulm. Whereas, zulm is a very severe thing. Zulm zulumatun yawm al-qiyamah. Zulm is darknesses, not darkness. Darknesses on the day of Qiyamah. And when a person is in darknesses, where is he going to walk? He is going to fall off that bridge of the Pulsirat over Jahannam. Because where is he going to walk in? There is no light for him. Allah Ta'ala save us. So this lesson is being given that don't regard any good deed as trivial, as small, as insignificant. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Sometimes a person will give a piece of a date, not a whole date also. A piece of a date with ikhlas, with sincerity. Allah Ta'ala will accept it and Allah Ta'ala will nurture it. Like one of you nurtures his little lamb and grows it. Allah Ta'ala will nurture this, grow it. And on the day of Qiyamah when this person comes, he merely spent a piece of a date in the path of Allah Ta'ala. But sincerely, when he comes on the day of Qiyamah, it was nurtured to the point where there are mountains of rewards for him for that one piece of a date. So that one cent sometimes a person gives somebody, is not trivial. If he can't afford to give anything more and he gave that much too, that too is not trivial. Provided he gave it with ikhlas, gave it sincerely, that too will bring mountains of rewards. And if he gave a huge sum also just in order to show off or something, everything is lost. So don't regard a good deed as trivial. Don't regard a sin or a bad deed also as small, as insignificant. Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Anas radiallahu once addressed the people in his time, the tabi'een, and he said to them, إِنَّكُمْ لَتَعْمَلُونَ أَعْمَالًا هِيَ أَدَقُّ فِي أَعْيُنِكُمْ مِنَ الشَّعْرِ that you sometimes do some actions which are more trivial than a hair. To you it's more insignificant than a hair. In other words, a person sees some piece of hair lying somewhere, he just blows it out. Gone, nothing. Doesn't give it a second thought. 
In other words, it's so insignificant that you just brush it aside. Don't give it a second thought. Whereas, in the time of Nabi Wasallam, we would regard these things as dis- total destruction. We would regard it as something that will destroy a person. If we consider in our lives, how many things are there, that we don't give it a second thought. Person cast some lustful glance, does he even consider I did something serious? Person says, well, he's just watching the news, so it's in there. Whereas, Nabi Salaam says that this is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. Can you imagine a person, he is consuming poison. One drop, two drops, three drops, what is going to be the end result? Now this is a poisonous arrow of shaitan, this wrong haram glance which attacks the heart directly. One poisonous arrow, the second poisonous arrow, the third poisonous arrow, what becomes the end result of that heart? Filled with poison. And then the poisonous amal starts. Because when the heart is poisoned, then everything else will be poisoned. So not to regard anything as trivial. Nabi Sallallahu says in one hadith, لَا تَحْقِرَنَّ مِنَ الْمَعْرُوفِ شَيْئًا Don't regard any good deed as trivial. Even though it means meeting your brother smilingly. You met your brother smilingly, what, what big deal it seemed. Nabi Sallallahu says, don't regard that as trivial. This is Nabi Sallallahu Sunnah also. Once one couple... Both of them were in some major problem and they came to one sheikh. They said, look, we both take our guidance from you and we have decided now that we have reached the end of the road. There's no hope now. We tried everything. It's now all done. So we've decided now to rather go our own ways end this marriage up. We thought that just since we take our direction from you, let's just get, at least mention this to you before we finalize everything. We have jointly decided this, we are mutually agreed on this now, that there's really no other way but to go our own ways now. So in any case, he first started asking some questions and then he realized where the problem was. The problem was that this husband now was undergoing some stress or whatever in his business, he was coming and taking everything out at home. And his wife was reacting accordingly. One woman came to complain once to one alim. Got a very major problem with my husband. Non-ending complaints about him. So he realized what the whole problem is. So he said, yes, I got a taweez. She came for one taweez. He said, yes, I got a taweez. Very, very effective. The taweez is that he blew in some water, read something, blew in some water. He says, when you see your husband walking into the driveway, walking into the doorway, then as soon as you see him walking into the doorway, immediately you must take a sip of this water, gulp of this water. But you mustn't swallow it. You only swallow it after about 20 minutes. Then only it will work, otherwise it won't work. So she said very well, she was desperate for the tawi, so she took it. As soon as she saw the husband coming in, she quickly took this water. Now normally she would start, the greeting with the husband would be all the complaints of the day. 
And now when she would start off with the complaints of the day, then he would start off with something worse. So now she's quiet. So he was quiet also. So everybody cooled down. So after 20 minutes, everybody forgot whatever the complaints were. So after a few days, she came back. She said, no, the Stavi is working excellent. <laughs> so the Tawis was actually just the by-the-way thing. The real thing was that this nafs and the shaitan were causing all the anger to come in. And now instead of being a little bit patient, going about saying what needs to be said in the correct way, to rather talk instead of yelling and making a huge din and throwing up a tantrum. You normally talk about children throwing up tantrums, but it seems some people's childhood never finishes off. They just grow up with that same tantrum through their life. They're throwing tantrums with their parents still, throwing tantrums with the wife, and with anyone and everyone, with customers, with suppliers. And it's just one big life of tantrums. So, likewise, this couple came, and now they came with this complaint. Oh, well, this decision of theirs, actually, that we want to go our own ways. So after having realized what the issue is, really, he said, okay, fine, all that, whatever you have decided, up to you all what you want to do, but just postpone it for six months only. Then after six months, you do what you want to do. And in these six months, only one prescription I'm giving. This hadith sharif that we just discussed, Nabi Islam says, don't regard anything trivial, any good action as trivial. Even if it means meeting your brother smilingly, don't regard it as a small thing. So here he told him, look, I'm only giving one prescription. He said, only this one thing you do, he told the husband, when you enter the home, you make sure you enter the home smiling. And when you meet your wife, meet her smilingly. Now he was coming with all his work stress and coming as if somebody maybe squeezed several lemons in his mouth. And now his wife is the whole day waiting. She probably took, undertook so many difficulties in preparing that meal for him and whatever else. And now she opens the door to somebody who is so grumpy, somebody who is so sour. So what does that do on the other hand? And what is going to be the natural reaction of all this? So six months was a long time away. Barely six days had passed. And they came and said, we have decided to forget about all those decisions of ours. Alhamdulillah, everything has settled. Within six days, everything has settled. This is one sunnah of Nabi Wasallam. So, this one sunnah outwardly seems a small thing. Outwardly. But nothing is small. Nothing is insignificant. Everything has a very deep effect. Every sunnat has tremendous impact. And many a home that is on fire, bring these sunnats alive. Bring these sunnats alive and see how that fire is extinguished. One person trying to encourage him to do some things. So in the process, was asked, the sunnat, have you ever practiced on it? The sunnat of putting a lukma in your wife's mouth. So he had no answer. So now he's being encouraged to do it. He says he can't do it. It's beyond him. How can... 17 years he's married. Now he must go and do something he didn't do. The sunnat of Nabi Wasallam. Obviously now these things are done on the occasion. But the point is that bring these sunnats alive. From time to time, once in a while... But bring these sunnats alive. Come in smilingly in the home. 
give that love that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught, that shafqat, that compassion, that kindness, those sweet words, and then see what kind of happiness it brings in the four walls of that home. But we regard these things as minor, we regard it as just by the way. So we get deprived of the blessings, not just de- deprived of the blessings, when these things are lacking, then the negatives find their place. There's no vacuum, nothing like a vacuum. Either it's filled with positive, if the positive is missing, the negative is going to come in. Either it's going to be cool, if the coolness is not there, heat is going to come. So these are things which we take to be, just by the way, insignificant, minor. But Nabi Salaam is saying, لا تحقرن من المعروف شيئا don't regard anything as minor. Any aspect, don't regard it as minor. If it is good, don't regard that as insignificant. If it is evil, don't regard that as insignificant. The good also has a tremendous impact. And it will take a person greatly ahead. And Allah forbid that wrong action he took for granted, that could become the means of his downfall. So this is the lesson that we are being taught. And this starts of the last ayat are teaching us don't regard any good deed or any evil deed as insignificant. But the opening verse reminded us of Qiyamat. That the person who has Qiyamat in front of him, the person who keeps reminding himself of the accountability of that day, that it is what is going to happen on that day that is going to be really significant. What happens in this dunya will go along. Life will pass. But that day is really going to count that person will be concerned about making use of every opportunity to make that good deed, to fulfill that good deed, and to stay away from every wrong. If a person doesn't have qiyamat in front of him, then he'll talk as he wishes. He'll abuse who he wants. He'll break anybody's heart. Doesn't matter to him. Tomorrow he'll forget about everything. Whether his wife is crying or not, it doesn't matter to him. Whether his parents are crying, doesn't matter to him. Life will carry on for him. Because Qiyamat is not in front. But when the day of Qiyamat already comes away in front, it's too late now to make amends for the past. So the person who has got Qiyamat in front of him, the person who realizes, Yawma idhin tuhaddithu akhbaraha, that this earth is going to testify, is going to talk on the day of Qiyamat. What I'm doing on it, this earth is going to spy against me. The person who's got that in front of him, then he won't regard any deed as insignificant. He will try to do every good that he can. He will try to stay away from every evil. So this is the lesson of the surah, that we have to become very conscious of every deed. Try and take the opportunity of doing every good we can. And stay away from every wrong, every evil, especially with regards to hukukul ibad. We have to be very, very careful. The rights of people, we have to be super careful in this regard. Because many a times, it will happen that a person, all his righteous deeds will now be passed on to others who he had harmed in this world. <coughs> he wasn't careful about hukukul ibad. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq that we become conscious of every deed, try and take advantage of the opportunity to do every good and save ourselves from every evil. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. said the Rujri. Allah, 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 Allah,
محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم ہو جائے میرا دل ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محبد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہ و لکا شکر کلہ اللہم لا نحسی ثنان علیک انت کما اثنیت علی نفسک جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہله ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم اللهم انا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف المعاد اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها إله العالمين يا الله أموس مصف الله أموس gracious الله أموس kind الله أموس loving الله إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله forgive the sins of the night يا الله forgive the sins of the day يا الله إله العالمين forgive us يا الله forgive our families يا الله Forgive our relatives and friends, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Shower your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Shower down your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, remove the sufferings of the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the hardships of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, be acknowledging whatever is going on is as a result of our deeds, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, shower down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of those a'amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us from those a'amal that bring down your wrath and azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant the entire ummah the tawfiq of Tawbah, Ya Allah. 
Ilahul Alamin, let us all return to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, let us become your pious servants, Ya Allah. Let us become your true and sincere servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, for too long we have been following nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. For too long we have been following our desires, Ya Allah. And we gained nothing but destruction, Ya Allah. We only gained anxiety and worries, Ya Allah. We only gained restlessness, Ya Allah. We gained no peace out of it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the realization that it is the part of destruction, Ya Allah. Grant us the realization that following your way is the part of success, Ya Allah. That is the path of sukoon and chain, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give us this realization, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us the tawfiq of following the way of life of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Grant us the love of the way of life of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara. Ilahul Alamin, put the hatred of the ways of Yahud and Nasara in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, put the love of the Sunnah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Let us follow the way of the Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect and safeguard our Iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from all the trials and tribulations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are too weak to be tested, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't put us to any test, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't put our iman to any test, Ya Allah. Do not put our dunya to any test, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from all the tests of deen and dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant complete afiat to one and all, Ya Allah. Grant afiat to every Muslim, Ya Allah. Predict the iman and the amal of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Predict the life, wealth and honor of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Give them hidayat, Ya Allah. If hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them off from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are incarcerated and in prisons wrongly, Ya Allah, unjustly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give them freedom, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you bring them out, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are suffering oppression, save them from the oppression, Ya Allah. Those who are hungry, give them food to eat, Ya Allah. Those who are without shelters, give them shelters to live in, Ya Allah. Those who are without clothes, give them clothes to wear, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq of following the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, grant us the love of deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of zikr and dua, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq of fulfilling the rights of people also, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let us live the way that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us to live, Ya Allah. Let us live with kindness and compassion, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, let us live with Ya Allah, justice, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from committing zulm and oppression on anybody, Ya Allah. Save us from committing oppression on our parents, Ya Allah. Save us from oppressing our wives, Ya Allah. Save us from committing oppression on our brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from committing oppression on any makhluk, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you guide us, Ya Allah. You guide us every step of the way, Ya Allah. You protect us, Ya Allah. Protect us from the nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah. Their complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give them the highest stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the time of Umar, they take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman e kamil, ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh. Ilahul Alamin, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Give us jannah to those without any reckoning. Ilahul Alamin, ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ilahul Alamin, remove all the difficulties, Ya Allah. Those who are in financial hardship, Ya Allah, remove their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant halal and tayyib risk to each one, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who are in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who ask us to make dua for them, Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who made ihsan upon us, Ya Allah, fulfill all their good, Ya Allah, pious wishes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, 
and grant them the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah Wasallam begged for. Ya Allah, we're also begging for all that good. Whatever Nabi Wasallam sought refuge from, ya Allah, we're also seeking protection. Rabbana taqabbal minna inna kanta samiul alim. Wa tub alayna ya maulana inna kanta tawabur rahim. وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين